Hey, landlords, are you ready to level up your rental game and simplify your life? Well, get ready to meet your new best friend, KeyCheck. KeyCheck is your all-in-one solution for stress-free property management with tenant-paid screenings, rent payment processing, online lease creation with eSign, and a suite of incredible landlord tools. You'll wonder how you ever lived without it. No more chasing down checks or sifting through piles of applications. KeyCheck helps you organize and manage all things landlording in a simple and efficient way. So if you're tired of the rental chaos and crave seamless, efficient management, head over to KeyCheck.com and sign up today. Make landlord life a breeze with KeyCheck, the game changer for modern property owners. Welcome to Landlord Diaries, where we talk about midterm rentals and the opportunities behind them. We'll share landlord stories, talk about maximizing investment potential, and discuss how to live the very best landlord life. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Furnished Finder, the place for everything midterm rentals. Remember to like and subscribe if you enjoy our content. Hello, hello, everyone. I get to introduce first today. Um, I am Katie Lyon. I'm on the marketing team here at Furnished Finder, and I'm also the proud co-host of this podcast. Um, I have been in real estate investing for a few years now. Um, We are growing our portfolio and expanding more and more into midterm rentals, and it's just so awesome to get to talk with all sorts of different landlords and explore this world. And I'm here with Kelly. Hey guys, Kelly Bailey, your host of the Landlord Diaries in the Austin, Texas area. So this episode is a little different. Uh, Dave and I are headed out, as you know, from some of the other episodes um, to Colorado. um, And I just wanted to document that process where we submitted our own housing request uh, through our traveler account. And we waited to see who had a place available for us and our dates were flexible. And it came down to uh, a choice of two wonderful spots. And so this is uh, one of the spots in Park City, Utah. Uh, And then the one that we ended up uh, going ahead and choosing is in Keystone, um, Colorado. So have fun. Enjoy just getting to know the hosts on Furnish Finder. And hey, you never know when you might end up in a Furnish Finder rental as well. And we are back. We're going to do things a little differently today. Uh, and put a new spin on things to highlight a vacation destination spot for this upcoming ski season. Ed Clancy is a midterm short-term host in Park City, Utah. His luxurious condo is sure to please with endless amenities, local favorites at your doorstep, and one of Park City's ski lifts right out the front door as well. Hello, Ed. Thanks for being with us. How are you today? I am fantastic and happy to talk about Park City and other great ski destinations. Yes, sir. Uh, I have had a couple conversations with Ed, and every time I talk to him, he is just so genuine and just really cares about people and the relationships behind the business. So we're going to jump in with our first question, which is, 
Okay, this is about vacation destination. So tell us what is your what is your spot like? Why should someone come stay with you? And uh, maybe landlords uh, like myself will be intrigued as well. <laughs> well, it's definitely to have the the best experience as you're visiting Park City. You know, it's a, an amazing place, widely known for its Sundance Film Festival and Old Town vibe, where you can walk around. Uh, but at the same time, locally distilled whiskey and just being at the foot of the mountain and feeling and smelling that that fresh air and that vibe of being in the great outdoors. Park City very much is part of the mountain that we should be grateful and thankful for. And that's what we're able to do by staying there, opening up our, our home and our condo to guests. Awesome. And I think you're not in the main section of Park City. It's like a cool uh, extra neighborhood, right? So what's the neighborhood like? For sure. And, I, and I'm using Park City as a general term, the old town area, while at the same time where we are, we're at the Canyons Resort, which is the newest complex in the area or newest road street. You know, a couple of years ago, you would have been able to name the street yourself if you're a developer. Um, I, I would have called it Furnace Finder Way, maybe. Uh, <laughs> but in so it, getting off the main highway from Salt Lake or Wyoming, heading down the um, uh, the main road, heading to Park City proper is Canyons, which is about halfway through. The beauty of it is that there's um, running, walking, hiking trails alongside the road. So just outside of your own complex, you can uh, walk the walk everywhere walk to shopping dining um and get to other destinations within the respective communities but where we are is we're halfway between the main highway the utah highway and park city old town at canyons resort that has lift service a outdoor concerts the concert venue restaurants other hotels newer hotels or or um, establishments that are being built homes in that space and again in the golf course close by so essentially you're just you, you've got all the amenities in one space particularly our building that i'm very biased about that you know, <laughs> the spa the pool the gym the game room where you can play pool or pac-man uh or ski ball the outdoor deck with the um with the flames and just watching the uh looking at the uinta mountains of utah it's pretty cool it definitely intrigued me, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. So, Ed, before we get into the details about your properties and how you run all your rentals, I'd love to hear, because Kelly has mentioned that you have a very unique and impactful nonprofit. I'd love to hear a little bit about that, how you got started, what your mission is, and, and what you do with that. Sure. Well, thank you. And this is going to take about another hour. So just bear with me. <laughs> <laughs> it's like talking about kind of talking about your firstborn. Um, but it's, it's something that I'm very proud of. It's defining socially conscious transportation, meaning that my not for profit puts electric bikes with individuals who depend on public transportation rides or um, other means to get to their daily activities. And so I've provided e-bikes to those individuals over a two-year term so they can increase their socioeconomic um, possibilities, get outside of their respective area for better goods and services, but also meet obligations in the workplace, school, et cetera, by having reliable transportation 
so that they have that sense sense of ownership, sense of worth, sense of accomplishment, ability, etc. And the program also reduces stress because of the physical activity, the mental, physical, and environmental health improvements that come by way of using an electric bike and the uh, the tangibles there. And with um, 400 e-bikes distributed with another 125 to be distributed in San Diego County. Something that, again, I'm very proud of, and we're seeing that how this is defining socially conscious transportation. I went to, to Ed's website. It's uh, pedalahead.org. And on the website, um, there are bios for each of these individuals uh, that you can follow that have chosen to uh, get involved in, in the e-bike program. And at the end of the two-year program, uh, if they've stayed consistent with certain goals, then they, the bike is actually their, uh, theirs to own at the end, right, Ed? That's correct. And yeah, so for clarity, it's pedalaheadsd.org is the main website. Um, and, you know, this very much plays into having a, a place in the mountains, that outdoor activity and that appreciation for things that we see at a low rate of speed. Uh, because whether it's in San Diego or Texas or Colorado, wherever it may be, if you're zooming by a car at 30, 40 miles an hour, you really don't get that sense of smell, touch, feeling, and the environment that you're in. And it's why I, I love Utah, because the second that you come into town and you pull up to the mountains, you just you know exactly where you are and what to expect in nature and just that that sense of relief and, um, you know, calm. And and it's just it's a, a great experience to to be where we are in the mountains and, and with the uh, electric bike uh, program. Awesome. Um, so normally when you're starting a nonprofit, it's for some reason you have a heart behind that that really spurheads the initiative. So tell us what led you to start Pedal Ahead um, and what's as part of your journey. Sure. And I, I, I think I shared with Kelly a previous story, you know, I, I'm of the age of that we had big wheels and big wheels were fun. You know, two wheels in the back, the big wheel in the front, you ride around, you skid out, you figure that out and you're like, okay, what do I do next? At the same age, I started riding a, a bicycle and my friends and I were, were like, okay, well, let's turn the big wheel over and use it as a ramp. So I started <laughs> out kind of haphazardly in my cycling career of using a big wheel or another vehicle as to do something fun and dangerous and risky. And, you know, it was that, that freedom of cycling that we hear many times and the benefits from it um, to having family in public service with my father as a police officer, my uncle as a firefighter, a cousin who worked in uh, politics as a congressman. He was one of the good ones. Um, and, um, just seeing how one person can affect many lives. Now, you know, we didn't grow up with many means other than relationships and a, um, a need for education and the importance of education. And yeah, I went to parochial school, which, you know, with nuns and priests, they really get you structured. Then with some military experience, so fast forward that to many years later, where all those experiences of, you know, public service is public good, really forged the opportunity for me to get into this space 
especially in San Diego, when we see there's a big battle over bike lanes and parking spaces. And anytime I ran an event, one of the biggest problems was where people were going to park. And my issue was, this is a cycling event. Why do you need to worry about parking? A huge headache, right? Great conflict. So group that all together with the, you know, growing up in structure, public service, and seeing how cycling can change lives. It's then looking outside of that sphere where the e-bike can be used as a tool and for a solution versus a very select few that can afford it and afford to ride a bike um, on their own time. So very fortunate to be able to find that niche with those life experiences that came about. Love it. So let's shift gears, Ed, and tell us about your real estate portfolio and how you got into real estate and and your journey and where where you are at now. Sure. Oh, it's great. Thank you. Um, It's just something that, again, something else that I'm fond of. Um, I kind of took the lead from my wife early on a few years ago. Her and a college friend did invest in some properties in Wisconsin as rental incomes. Um, and she and I had have owned the home that we're recording from um, for a short period of time. But I really didn't know what a real estate portfolio looked like. While at the same time, you know, looking at the mountains, because we're in eastern San Diego, which is the beach, but right at the foot of the mountains on the eastern side of uh, San Diego. So building on that thought of where to go, how does it sustain um, the opportunity to go to the mountains, but also provide experiences for others who may want to be in the same space? And that's when I started looking at Park City. And that in particular is, you know, close to my heart, someplace in the long term when my younger daughter graduates from college or maybe sooner, um, I'd want to be full time. And it was just really taking a, an intrinsic look at what does that mean? What's my experience going to be there? And how can I share that experience with others? Um, and in between that, the private residential investment that my wife was doing and the purchase of Mam- of uh Park City, she had bought a condo at the Westin in Mammoth, in Mammoth Lakes. So again, it's, you know, the dynamic is, I don't know if all marriages are like this, but she does her thing. I do my thing. <laughs> Sometimes we may figure out how to do things together. <laughs> so, um, and that's what you Sounds think. like Dave and I. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, um, you know, women lead the way. So we do what you say. Uh, so, but Park City was my initiative and basically looking at the, the long-term sustainable, um, the long-term opportunity sustainable going forward until that time. And how does that work? And Furnish Finder was a great link to that experience or opportunity. Awesome. So uh, being in a vacation destination area with your uh, Park City uh, Furnish Finder listing uh, and knowing that you advertise it midterm and short term, what balance have you found there to kind of accommodate both strategies uh, throughout the year? Well, definitely, you know, and, and a place like Park City and many others, it's what's going on at the time, right? Uh, during the summer in the mountain areas, there's a lot of regional 
soccer, lacrosse games, groups coming into the area. So really what's going to be the best value for making the place available to others coming in? Um, clearly, you know, shoulder seasons is a very unique, specific group. As a cyclist, I try to look at more cyclists, both road and mountain bikers who may want to come in, but hikers and, and um, uh, naturists. What do we call the people that like bird watching and that? The uh, Yes. Uh, um, My mother-in-law, you know. that's what you call them. <laughs> did you see that bird i'm like no i didn't see the bird <laughs> right right and and then it's the uh you know the winter season really as we we're identifying what is the value for coming into town having that you know short or long-term stay we've been very fortunate that in the upcoming winter you know small families are coming in parents two or three children they really want a place that you can put their feet up. You walk out of the uh, out of the home, um, close the door. You don't have to worry about anything. But then again, you're on the lift. So really identifying the specific groups that are going to get the most value, experience, memories, and and that that's going to help remind them of why they were there in the first place, and then think about coming back the next time. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Today's episode is proudly sponsored by Furnished Finder, the ultimate platform for hassle-free midterm rentals. Whether you're a seasoned landlord or just getting started, Furnished Finder is the place for you. With Furnished Finder, you can say goodbye to booking fees and hello to direct bookings for 30-day-plus days. It's a win-win for everyone involved. So if you're ready to experience the joys of midterm renting and take a load off your landlord shoulders, head over to FurnishedFinder.com today. We make it easy to get started. We're grateful to Furnished Finder for sponsoring this episode, and we're sure you'll love what they have in store for you. That's great. So what types of tips do you have for landlords who might be new to renting their place out or new to the idea of Furnish Finder and monthly rentals? Mm -hmm. What what are the first things that pop in your head? Definitely patience um, and patience by way of understanding what the the um, inquiry is about. Somebody's coming to town. You can only read what you read and the, you know, what their description is, but the patience is really identifying what is of value and what is going to be important to them. And then start that conversation of, well, we understand you're looking for X amount of days over, you know, and this, whatever the budget may be and who's coming, but really what is important to you to make this something that you're, you're not wondering, you know, why isn't it like this or why isn't it like that? You know, the, the patience is really giving the, the seeker the opportunity to, to explain themselves, but for the owner to be able to have that information or have that conversation that's very honest. You know, like you're coming to town, this is what you can expect, this is what you're show, we're showing you, and, you know, it's, it's your money that you're investing in my property so whatever you need, we're going to be here for you. That's, that's you know, a rough general description of patience. And I'll tell you all uh, through the process of putting in a housing request and knowing that it was, you know, 
leading into ski season and having a wide range of dates available that Dave and I could travel, um, it was it was really um, special to connect with Ed because uh, he responded to my housing request and immediately you just felt um, felt like the it wasn't as much about business as it is about a relationship for him and just really impacting uh, anyone that you connect with uh, in in this hospitality market. And one thing that uh, was he. We'll let him share. He's got a rather um, lavished uh, gift basket, so that's pretty cool, uh, or or ways of making you feel special. Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that you shared uh, with me, uh, Ed, was how landlording is, uh, you don't look at it as a business, but as a relationship. Mm-hmm. So how has that played out in the way that you uh, manage your uh, furnished rental? Yeah, Great. Yes. And thank you for the accolades. Um, the, well, certainly, and again, it's like when the inquiry comes in is really looking at what is important to that person and, you know, managing it as, uh, and equally identifying how they can, that, that experience can be different. So whether it's short-term or long-term stay, the first impression that you get when you come in is welcoming, identifying who you are as far as, you know, a guest, and essentially, what would you do for a guest in your home that you can do in your property? And we were talking about, it's like, well, if you're going to rent from me, um, you know, what kind of libations do you like? What kind of local flavor can we bring? What type of wine would say when you come in, oh, that's nice. That's a bottle of wine. We're going to enjoy that while we put our feet up and look at the, uh, the landscape. And, you know, the, that experience and the, the first impressions go a long way. Previous rentals that we've had have been um, groups of girls coming in for a period of time because they just want to get away on a girl's trip. So what extras can happen can take place. Uh, and it, it's, you know, and, and it's not the, the gift basket, but it's like, okay, girls, towels, <laughs> you know, where the, where the pool is, where the spa is. Any little extra subtle thing makes a big difference. Um, I was at my property a couple of weeks ago and a friend who hadn't been there comes in. He's like, wow, you really went to town on this label maker. And I've labeled <laughs> everything. You know. Yes, I have another one. <laughs> I love label makers too. <laughs> uh, I, I ordered so much extra tape. I, I'm, I'm excited to go back. He's uh, like, oh, I need to label this or that. But, you know, it's like where, so how do you put the Murphy bed down? You know, and some places have guest books, guest books end up getting stuffed into a drawer somewhere else. I want to make it as clear as day that whatever you need is, is at your disposal. And also what I do is that when bookings come in, I give them my personal direct number, email, send them a, uh, a list of what to expect and a communication with the building. So again, it's, what more can be done so you feel like you're coming into somebody's home and you don't, you know, have to worry about any um, a- any issues that you're not aware of? Love it. That's fantastic. Well, Kelly, I think we should we should wrap this up with any final questions from you because I know you and Ed have for talked me? before. Yeah, and. And you're so familiar with his properties in the area because um, it's, yeah, I, th- I think this is a really interesting 
interview here because you guys, you know, you've gone through the quote real life experience of looking for a property. Um, and Ed's came up and you were intrigued by him. And I think the the nod of forming relationships is self-evident here because you mm-hmm. did form a relationship even though you didn't end up staying at his property. Yep. And hopefully in a future year, we'll make it happen. <laughs> uh, and it came down to really, um, it didn't come down, the properties both were great and it didn't come down to uh, that as much as it did the um, airfare. So, you know, we, we wanted, one thing I was very clear with uh, uh, both of our, our interested uh, hosts was, hey, I, I don't want this just to be a retreat for Dave and I. I want it to be an opportunity for us to share with our family, uh, you know, that it, and they, of course, wouldn't come stay the whole time. It would be, you know, come up for a weekend of skiing or things like that. And uh, both Ed and, and the other host uh, that we're staying with, um, who will be on part two of this of this uh, little mini series um her name is rainy and they both said oh that would be great like we would love for you to come and like share this with your family but that's not always the case so that honesty part is super important that that ed was sharing like both both ends should be clear the traveler and the host should both be clear on the expectations so that you're working together and really just making a successful experience and relationship so uh ed did that very well um I think I'd like to end with a fun question of if you had one day in Park City, uh, what would it look like? <laughs> winter or winter? Does it, is, is this up to me? It's, this is for you. This is a question for you. So you get to pick. Okay. Well, actually, it's a skiing episode. So let's, let's make it winter. Okay. Well, I would still bike up to the Wasash Crest at 10,000 feet. So, oh, okay. just, but you can't do that in the winter. Okay. So, <laughs> so getting out of my unit, going downstairs, picking up the skis at the valet, walking up about 200 yards to get onto the lift that takes you to mid mountain, spending the day at mid mountain and above, um, just casual, easy, fun runs, doing some long runs, maybe down over to Mayflower, the other side of, uh, of Park City, and um, then having the turkey chili at on the mountain, one of my winter all-time favorites, um, coming back down to the lodge and getting into the spa, um, either paper or plastic cups with a little bit of uh, local High West whiskey, and, um, you know, maybe sitting in the common area and just relaxing the rest of the evening where the... Um, the, at the uh, um, gas fire pit is and thinking about mountain biking when it's not snowing <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, That's, I love it. Yeah. And, you know, close to us, just there's, there's always, there's some great sushi places at Kimball junction, which is right at that intersection of the highway, a couple miles away, or just, you know, probably ending the night with a, a hot chocolate. So that would be a perfect day in park city. <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to be with us, Ed. We really appreciate it. Reminder, uh, if you like certain episodes, if you like certain questions we ask, if you want to know more about any specific topic, we're here for you guys. Just like Ed's saying, this is a relationship. So um, make sure and subscribe or comment on YouTube if you want us to talk about anything specific. 
Uh, have a good day, everybody. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Bye.